everyone, welcome to another episode of No Meat Athlete Radio. This is episode 95, Doug. Wow. How do you feel about that? It's a lot of episodes. How many hours? That means we spent probably, I don't know, 70-some hours doing more, this. More than that, I would say. Well, you I don't know. So? I don't know. Long time. There's many days in a row recording podcasts. Do you know, what's neat is I was looking back at the archives the other day, looking for an old episode, and... Um, it's amazing how many we've picked up, you know, not just in the last four weeks or whatever, but the first year that we were doing the podcast, it was just so sporadic, um, and and it took a long time to get to 50 episodes, but the last 45, have just we've been turning them out. It's been great. Yeah, we absolutely have. We, we do two a week now consistently, and that has been uh, a good thing for sure. But yeah, you're right, and and I, you look at our downloads, that is that is shot up to the amount of people listening, yeah. uh, which is awesome. So thank you all for, for doing that. Uh, and by the way, if you if you do like the podcast, if you consider yourself a fan and a supporter, then uh, one of the most helpful things you can do for us is go over to iTunes and leave a nice rating for us and a nice review there, because that tells iTunes that they should suggest this podcast to people when they search for terms related to what we talk about, and uh, that that's how we get new listeners. So it, it's really really helpful, and, and if you do appreciate the episodes that we that we do, then uh, then we would appreciate that. Absolutely. So, um, what we're talking about today is how do you save money eating healthy vegetarian or vegan food? Because as we mentioned last episode, there's this sort of um, – I mean I guess it's a misconception that, that it's really expensive to be vegan. People, people have this idea that, that you just – or even to be healthy, that it costs a lot of money to eat healthily, um, particularly if it's vegetarian or vegan. And – what we said is that it, that's really not true. It doesn't have to at all. Uh, if you were trying to say calorie per cal- calorie by calorie, which is more expensive, I think they're probably going to come out the same if you're eating a, a mostly whole foods diet that's either omnivorous or plant-based. And the reason is because some animal products are some of the more expensive products uh, in the store, especially when they're the healthy versions of those. Um, vegetables are up there for sure too. But I think in any healthy omnivorous diet, you've got to be eating those vegetables. Uh, however, vegetarians, vegans, a lot of people in, in this eating this way do eat a lot of grains, uh, nuts and seeds aren't all that cheap, but grains and legumes, they are very, very cheap. And that's, that's some of the cheapest nutrition you can buy, um, in terms of amount of calories, cause that, that's, you know, that packs some decent amount of calories, but especially if you look at the argument, the, uh, the caloric density thing, where this idea that, that maybe eating a plant-based or a very healthy diet you actually don't need as many calories as you did before. Brendan Brazier is a big advocate of this, and it's the idea that that you can eat all these calories, but if you're if you're eating junk food for those calories, then your body's not going to get the signals it needs to that to tell it to to stop being hungry, to feel full, like you got what mm-hmm. you needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps by eating healthier, more whole foods, you can actually get by on fewer calories, and uh, a lot of a lot of health. Furman, we talked about Joel Furman all the time, but his formula for health is. Nutrition, the amount of nutrition in your foods, the nutrients, particularly micronutrients, divided by calories. So the, the more calories you're eating, the harder it is to be healthy. So if you can eat these foods that take up a lot of room in your stomach without packing a ton of calories, such as grains and legumes, when compared to, say, meat and dairy products, which are 
uh, lots and lots of calories for for a given amount of space, uh, then then you can you can fill up for way more way more cheaply on a plant based diet than you can on an omnivorous one. I would argue. Mm-hmm. As we said, though, as we admitted, there's something about eating this way that it kind of takes you down a path of uh, also kind of along the same path as uh, the weirdness path that we talked about getting stranger and stranger in your in your food and life choices. But uh, it also it takes you down this path of, of more expensive people who go vegan start to get into fancier vegan stuff. Um, you 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 learn how to make a really good vegan meal, and it calls for these processed ingredients. Maybe you're buying the field roast uh, sausages and burgers, and and those things are expensive. So you, it's it's quite possible to spend more money being vegan than you did before, even though you don't have to. So what we're going to talk about today is just our. The ways that we do manage that cost, because without a doubt, it's up there. Um, I yeah. looked at my grocery bill for the month of June the other day, and it was it, it made me sick to, to look <laughs> at that bill. Um, so I'm doing everything I can to. This is a big focus of mine recently: is spend less on food without sacrificing the health, because that's that's the thing. Whenever we do have this conversation, my wife and I, we look at that bill and we're like, "Well, this is ridiculous. How can we spend this much on food? We've got to make some changes." But then it's like that means not buying the organic vegetables. And that means, I don't know, just getting more stuff that we consider not very useful for us. And especially with kids, it's just a sacrifice we don't want to make. So uh, we're, we're just kind of – we've got lots of tricks, and that, that's kind of what we're talking about today. Lots of ways to keep that cost down. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think what, what kind of what you're hinting on is, is the overarching – the best way to, to save money is to just keep, keep things simple, you know, to not, to not add in all these extra ingredients that you don't necessarily need – you know, you can stick to a rice, a bean, and a green, and have a pretty healthy meal, and um, and and have it be just dirt cheap. So I think that that's that's the probably the first place we should start, right? Is is keeping it simple and and, and making your meals uh, free of all those expensive ingredients. Yeah, that's that is the place to start. Keep them simple. Uh, the temptation when you do that is though is to say, well, then I'm just going to make rice and beans and not put the greens in there because that's mm. the most expensive part is these greens. For me, that's that's sort of non-negotiable. Like that's the healthiest right. food you can eat. These leafy greens. And one of the posts that I wrote recently looked at the the Andy score, this whole foods thing, the scale that with Dr. Furman's help, where you look at the amount of nutrients in a food divided by how much calories. So basically, measuring the nutrient density. And the greens are the top of that list. They are they are packed, you know, full of nutrients per calorie. And even when you account when you divide by cost, which is what this this post of mine did. Uh, they're still they're still ranked as the the kind of the best value you can get as far as healthy food goes. So don't eliminate the greens. Buy but just don't do it. It's healthy. You don't want to be eating these mostly dead foods of of rice and beans. You want that fresh live stuff in there. So I'm not saying get rid of that, but but like you said, Doug, simplifying is the way to do it. Don't don't you know make your own sauces. Don't don't use the prepared stuff. Don't throw in the the don't chop up your own vegan sausage in there. Just eat, just eat the bulk stuff. Do do the simple thing. Yeah, uh, and, and then and with with beans and, and lagoons, if you can make your own, you know, instead of buying the canned version, you save tons of money. It takes a little more preparation, a little more time, but but it, yeah. it will save you a significant amount of money. Yeah, and it really, I mean, it it takes preparation, but it doesn't really take more of your time. It takes time to soak those beans and start the pot, but there's no active cooking time with that. You just right. doing it. So it takes preparation. But not time. So that's a really good one. And it's probably healthier as well to cook your own beans rather than use the can. Uh, but even if you're stuck with cans, it's it's still pretty cheap. Uh, you know, a can, you can get a can for a dollar of, of beans, and that, that's a pretty filling 
amount of food in there. Um, along the lines we're talking about with uh, the greens and the produce and that kind of being a non-negotiable thing, you don't want to sacrifice the produce. One of my big tips is don't buy everything organic. I'm, I know it's not uh, the the fashionable thing to do or say, but I'm not convinced that, that we need to eat all our food organic. I've seen plenty of things to talk about the amount of toxins and and bad things in our food that that are kind of just always there. They're always there because of the way the world works. And when you when you make choices in what you're eating, um, when you're choosing to eat plant based and whole food, you're cutting out so much of this stuff. So then the extra little bit you get from going from there to the organic version of that is is very very insignificant. And I've heard Dr. Furman say this exact thing. So I'm not convinced you need to buy everything organic. Um, in certain cases, like the, the foods that are commonly GMO, and then you know that when you get the organic version, they're not. In those cases, I will do it. And the Dirty Dozen list, which is a popular list published every year, mm-hmm. um, we we try to stick to those. We try to not not buy or only buy organic versions of the Dirty Dozen foods. Uh, let me clarify that. The, we buy of the Dirty Dozen foods. We only get them organic. We also get some other foods organic, but not that many. And there's also the Clean 15 list, which is the list that we, we absolutely try not to buy organic because we just don't want to spend the extra money right. on this list of stuff that's, that's pretty fine, even even conventionally grown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, do you, do you go to farmer's markets much these, these days? You know, we haven't done all that much in Asheville. I don't really know why because there are so many in Asheville. There's one every day of the week. But I don't know. Maybe it's a time thing. We used to do it a lot, and then once we went there, we have done it much less. How about you? Yeah, we've been trying to go once a week to the one here in Black Mountain. And I think that that's a good way to – a lot of them aren't certified organic, but they're grown organically. Um, and and that's a good way to get you know clean foods without spending the Whole Foods prices. Yeah, the non-certified organic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, you know, But I think a, a lot of people assume that farmer's markets are more expensive, and, and they can be. Depending on where you are, they can be fairly expensive. But one of my biggest tips and, – and I did this more so in D.C. than – I do here in North Carolina, but if you get to know a particular farmer or farm stand and, and go there every week and get your stuff, then there are often, because they want to leave with as little food as possible because it's just going to go bad if they take it home, mm-hmm. um, you know, they'll cut you deals and they'll throw extra, you know, buy a couple of pep- peppers, they might throw an extra one or two in there in your bag for you. That's a great way to cut down on costs. And if you can get seconds, if you know them well enough to to get the vegetables, especially tomatoes, that are maybe a little bruised or just aren't as pretty and people aren't going to buy them, then you can get those for dirt cheap. We used to get whole boxes of tomatoes for like seven or eight bucks and then make all of our own sauces. Okay. Good tip. So get in tight with the farmers. Yeah. Do you guys do a CSA or have you done one? We did in DC. We don't do one here. Um, okay. There, I that, mean, it seems like those are a pretty good deal, a good value there if you use up all the food. Yeah, you know, that that's the key is, is using about food because you don't know what you're going to get and you don't know. It's kind of hard to prepare your meals ahead of time if you if you don't know what vegetables you're going to get. So uh, it took a little bit of adjustment and it took a little time to kind of get used to that model. But when, once we did and once we were able to, you know, to plan ahead a bit more or, or able to cook on the fly, I guess, um, that was a great way to do it. And, and it's super convenient. Yeah, I think it really just depends on on what kind of eater you are, and if you're someone who can who can just take what you got and then and then make something out of it, or if you're someone who needs to do the planning ahead of time and pick a recipe 
uh, you know, it, it depends. I think it's not for everyone, but it, it certainly can be really good. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I've got a couple here that kind of go together. Um, and they're not necessarily vegan or vegetarian, but they're just general save money on cooking. And uh, that's to grow your own herbs. Hmm. That's a, they're, they're very, very easy to grow. You don't need a huge garden. You can just have a couple little containers on your windowsill or on your deck or your porch. And fresh herbs, when you buy fresh herbs, especially if, this, if you cook a lot of your own food, a lot of recipes call for fresh herbs, especially parsley, cilantro, basil. Those come up all the time. Uh, and they're expensive. Those things are like between 2 and $3 for a little clamshell pack of them. Uh, a lot of it goes to waste, it seems. You don't really use the whole thing. Or the parsley, cilantro bunches, it's hard to use the full amount there. Um, and you're spending a dollar or two every time you buy that. It can be so much cheaper if you grow it yourself. Uh, I mean, you know, many, many, I don't know, a tenth of the cost if you're, if you're growing it yourself. But if you're not, and if you just can't do that, then I would say substitute liberally in, in meals, not just with herbs, but especially with herbs. Uh, so like when, when it calls for fresh parsley or fresh basil, yes, it's really nice to have that in there. But if you can just use the dried, you can save three bucks every time you cook a meal. That that adds up. And that's, I think, uh, one specific example of a more general principle that just when you're people, a lot of people who aren't that into cooking but are kind of new to it, are afraid to try things other than what the recipe says. But I think the way you learn how to substitute is just by doing it. So when a recipe tells you that you need, um, I don't know, a bottle of mirin, or or not a bottle, but like a a few tablespoons of mirin, which is this, I think it's Chinese, it might be Japanese, um, it's like a cooking wine, a very sweet cooking wine that has a sweetness and kind of a tartness to it. So like... Not you know most most recipes don't call for that or very few recipes do call for that, so it's sort of not that good to go buy an eight dollar bottle of it and then do this over and over and you end up with twenty bottles of things that you've used once or twice that have all cost you eight bucks. So just Google how to you can it's it's very very easy just type in mirin substitute or whatever you need substitute and uh, and you'll find simple ways to do it and like it's not going to be exactly the same it would not please a world-class chef to do this. You would probably get kicked off of Top Chef or <laughs> Gordon Ramsay's thing. But, like, it's fine. It doesn't no, – nobody knows. It's it's the same – it's a very, very similar experience. And uh, it's just – I don't know. You've got to substitute. That's how you can save so much money cooking. So that, that's a huge tip. Mm, I like that. Yeah, it's uh, – we've been trying to – just as a way to branch out in, in what we're cooking, we've been trying to use more cookbooks and, and get different meal ideas. But – it's you know most of those cookbooks and call for ingredients that you don't necessarily have laying around the house so we end up spending more money to make these meals right um, than we have to so if you can substitute that's a great way to do it yeah with stuff you already have yep another one uh similar is the frozen section of the store you can get frozen vegetables because we talked about the importance of produce a lot of the frozen stuff is is frozen you know flash frozen right when it's picked so very little nutrition is lost. And by the way, you're going to lose nutrition when you cook and all kinds of different things are going to lose nutrition. So I wouldn't think that just because your food is frozen ahead of time uh, that it's suddenly devoid of nutrients. You can get a lot of stuff that, that in, in the frozen section just because of the nature of freezing, that it preserves stuff so it's less costly to quickly ship it and store it. Uh, frozen broccoli, frozen vegetables, frozen fruits. I mean you can get all the stuff frozen and if, if you're just throwing it into smoothies – or even something like broccoli where you can microwave it or steam it ahead of time and just thaw it out or take it out of your fridge a little while ahead of time. Uh, 
uh, you can save a lot of money just by buying frozen stuff. You know, someone was telling me the other day, and I have no idea if this is true or not, but because I don't know that, I think I should share it. Um, that that if that a lot of things that you buy fresh, you know, are picked not ripe, right? So they ripen on the on the way to the grocery store, right? Yep. Uh, and that a lot of foods that are vegetables that are frozen are picked ripe, so they actually have more nutrients than they're flash frozen. Oh, okay. And, That's it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'd heard that said about local food that when you buy it's hard to get local bananas, but a good example is a banana where if they have to pick it when it's green and then ship it for a week and let it ripen, then it's, it's having much less chance to, to get nutrition from the soil and the sun mm-hmm. and everything else. Yeah. Um, than if it's picked fresh. So that, that's a really good point that the frozen stuff can be picked ahead of time. I mean, just like local stuff can be picked and then frozen right, right at the right time rather than being picked away ahead of time. Right. Excellent tip, Doug. I like yeah. that one. <laughs> Thanks. Sure. Um, among expensive foods, I mentioned – well, actually, no, we didn't mention this yet. But but nuts are fairly expensive. We did mention that. Nuts are expensive, uh, so watch out with those. Seitan, tofu, tempeh, they're, they seem like they should be cheap because they're beans or wheat products. Those end up being way more expensive than other beans and wheat products. So if you're, if you're just scanning through recipes trying to pick the cheap recipes out of your books – Skip those. Skip the seitan, tofu, tempeh, and nuts. They're just they're expensive. I'm not saying you shouldn't eat those because they all maybe not all, but the tofu, tempeh, and nuts certainly have some benefits that I would not want to be missing out on long term, especially the nuts. But if you're trying to eat on the cheap, then avoiding that stuff or just omitting it from your recipes is going to help you. And don't forget there are books specifically about eating vegan cheaply. There's uh, one's called Vegan on the Cheap by Robin Robertson, which I have and was good. One is uh, by Ellen Jaffe Jones. I think it's called Vegan on $4 a Day or something. I haven't actually tried that one myself, but uh, it, from the title, it seems like it would do what we're what we're looking for. Yeah. All right. Um, so other tips, though. You got more? We, we yeah, tapped. I got another one, but, but I think uh, I'm not sure if you're going to like this one. For some reason, I have a feeling that you're not. <laughs> okay. And that is uh, to take advantage of discount grocery stores. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't dislike that one. That's correct. That's um, why our bill's so high because we don't do that. Yeah, I but, know. I know you don't. That's why I assume that you wouldn't like it. Well, it's not fun. It's not fun to do that because they don't have. They don't serve beer at them like Whole Foods does. <laughs> it's not you know? always as pleasant of an experience. You're right no, it's definitely that. not. Whole Foods, you're paying for that experience for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can get some really inexpensive food at discount grocers, and oftentimes the produce is. Is just the same as every other produce. I mean, I don't really know why it's cheaper, but it's still fresh and ripe and oftentimes mm-hmm. organic. And, and so the produce itself is, you know, is great. So um, I we 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 don't do this enough. We don't do this as much as we should. But there's a great discount grocer here in Black Mountain that's actually has a very nice. It's local. It has a very nice customer experience. Um, but and it has some cheap food. So I would say if if you're are into that, then then go to a discount grocer and you can definitely save some money. Yeah, I like that. I, we've had trouble finding a store. It just seems that when we moved to Asheville, things suddenly got expensive in terms of groceries. Uh, everything else is cheap, but groceries, even the even the discount store like Ingalls, which isn't a discount store, but is a is a <laughs> version not of, a discount grocery. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I guess we're sort of grocery snobs because um, I don't I don't like slumming it at Ingalls, <laughs> but even there is kind of expensive. Yeah. Go to uh, check out Hopi and Company. There's one in Black Mountain. There's one in Nashville. It's a it's a great discount grocery. 
check okay, it out. Good. And for those listening, if you're ever in Nashville, check out Hopi and Company. Yep. Doug, keep in mind you're not just talking to me here. You're talking to everybody. Oh, no, I know. I know. Well, they're, they're, people like to hear about that stuff. <laughs> okay. They do. No, that's a good tip, though. Very good tip. Um, and, and you're right. It's, it's the way to do it. Another one related is the store brand – the store brand mm. organic of a lot of stuff is often a really good value. Yeah. So when we were in Maryland, we used to stop shop at giant stores, which I think are called Shop and Stop somewhere else. I think it's the same thing. Yeah. But they had this Nature's Promise brand that was almost always organic. And if it wasn't organic, a lot of times it was still like whole food. Like their their pizza crust, I think, was very few ingredients and a pretty good thing. And all their stuff was really cheap. Like the beans would be a dollar ten for a can instead of you know, a dollar fifty for the for the more expensive organic beans, and in only slightly more than than the, the cheap versions of the non organic beans would be. So, if you can find the, a good store brand that you like, and, and it will vary from store to store what that brand is and how good that brand is. Whole Foods, of course, has their three sixty five brand, and and that stuff's a good deal too. I mean, Whole Foods, I'm the first to admit, is very expensive, uh, particularly the fresh produce. But if you just buy their 365 organic brand, like canned goods and jarred goods and whatever, like that stuff's really not expensive at all. That's reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. So find a good store brand that that meets your needs well and and stick with it. I think that's a general money saving tip for everything, not just for food. Is it, you know often the store brand is made in the same facilities by the same people as the non-store brand right next to it that's 3 or $4 more expensive. And so you're basically getting the exact same product, but you're saving money. So store brands um, are the way to go for everything, in my opinion, not just not just food. What, like jeans? No, maybe not clothing. <laughs> maybe not, all right, clothing, maybe not. But, but like shampoo and... Shoes? Uh, you do like LA uh, gear? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not everything. Um, no, you're right. I mean, it is it is... Those the jeans the uh, the jeans that are off brand are probably just as high quality as the Levi's. They just they just don't look very good, but that's okay. Uh, this is about being practical. Yeah, but no, you're right. You're right. Off brands often is good, and when you pay for a brand, you're paying for um, a lot of things that that are intangible that you might not not really need, uh, which yeah. everyone knows, of course. I'm talking about things like shampoo and uh, you know, like I always buy the CVS brand stuff. I'm out of CVS, like the band aids and. Oh, you, can't get, you can't get CVS band aids. Are you Doug, kidding they, me? They come right off. No, no way. Not if you get the cloth <laughs> ones. They're the best. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, good tip though. And let's see. I've got a bunch of cheap, healthy meals. Uh, we'll put some links in the show notes to four different blog posts that I have about um, saving money on food. Mm-hmm. And recently, I put one up about twelve different meals that are very low cost, still very healthy. And uh, very delicious. So I'm not going to go through those here. There's no reason to do that. But uh, a lot of beans in those dishes, a lot of rice in those dishes, uh, and pasta dishes as well are are really cheap. And and I guess you could argue about this, but I think pasta dishes are are fairly healthy, especially if you put a bean in there, some greens. Um, you can eat really cheap. And also, I mean, this food traditionally is like peasant food. This you know pasta, beans, rice, and as it turns out which I think is a great irony that all this peasant food is some of the most healthy food you can eat. <laughs> uh, so don't, don't be ashamed about eating peasant food. And it's also delicious. Some like really, I learned this in Italy, some of these really, really simple Italian dishes just for their simplicity. They have three ingredients in them or four are just delicious because there's not all this other stuff in there cluttering it up. It's just really good. They get the most out of the ingredients. And uh, I really like that. I like that way of cooking. Yeah. 
Go back to All keep right. it simple. Where, where, where we started. There you go. All right. Uh, so I don't have too many more tips. Now. Do you have any more tips per se, no, Doug? Or are you I'm, out? I'm out of tips. Yeah, I think. I mean, you can you can. Go so far with tips. You, those all tips, fundamentals, certainly are all things to do. Other than that, I mean, it's it's looking for meals. It's, it's making an effort. Like when you go through on a Sunday or whenever day you do your meal planning, if you do your meal planning, if you just kind of have that as your focal point, it's very easy to not have that. Like we do it all the time. We try to we go through planning meals, and then one of them has, I don't know, tempeh and requires us to buy some sort of barbecue sauce and something else, and it ends up costing us 20 bucks to make this meal. And it's just kind of silly. I mean, if you if you kind of go through with an eye on the on the price, and you get familiar with what ingredients are cheap and which ones should kind of be red flags for expensive ingredients, and you got to think, can I substitute for that? It, it can really just help from from the beginning, from the planning phase of this of the whole meal. Uh, that's where you can save a lot of money. So just kind of be mindful of it. And I will recommend one more time this post that I wrote that took a ton of work to figure out the cost of all these different foods and. Uh, compare that to their Andy score and, and divide the Andy score by the cost to get, um, or I guess it was divide their, their cost by Andy score. I forget how it was, but anyway, it, it basically adjusted the price or the, the Andy score by the price so that you can find out what the really good value foods were. And, uh, I like that post. So, I mean, if, if that sort of thing is, it's nice. It's nice to know which vegetables do pack the most nutrition for the cost. And, uh, so we'll, we'll put that post in the show notes as well. Yeah, it's a really neat tool, and we've actually used it a few times already. So thanks yeah, for putting that go. together. Yeah. You're very welcome. It was a pleasure. <laughs> actually, it wasn't a pleasure. I had to go to the grocery store with a notepad and write down much. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a pleasure at all. All right. Uh, so that's that's what I've got. That's how we eat how cheaply. I'm I'm not good at this. I mean, we, we spend a ton of money on food, and I just wish we could cut it in half. But, uh, it's, I don't, you know, you reach a point where you can't. And it's an investment that we are are willing to make. It's uh, aside from the investment in lots of other things. I mean, like like investing in your health is not necessarily a financial investment, right? You, there are tons of good benefits to being healthy, but on top of all that, there are financial savings down the road to be had for being healthy. So I think that that to me is the way that I kind of rationalize it or justify it, saying that every dollar we spend at at Whole Foods is uh, is an investment in our in our health for the future. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, again, if you appreciate the episodes, we would appreciate a review or rating on iTunes. Uh, you just go over there, leave us a little five stars, and say that we are awesome, and then uh, and then we'll think you're awesome. <laughs> is there any better pitch than that, Doug, for for leaving a rating and review? I, I you know any. I can't imagine people would not want us to think that they are awesome. So. <laughs> right, right, that's what everyone wants. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for listening. We appreciate it, and uh hope you enjoyed the episode. We will be back soon. All right, safe travels back to North Carolina, man. Thank you. Yes, our last episode apart, Doug. <laughs> can't believe we made it six weeks. I know. We did well. All right, well, it'll be good. We'll be back in the live setting, back in the studio, as it, as it were, <laughs> uh, also known as my basement. <laughs> But it's an office basement. Yeah. All right. We're going off the rails here. Let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.